for the word this morning, we just want to continue from where we stopped last week when we were looking at being witnesses as young people. We were exploring how as young people, we can be effective witnesses for Christ. And what was established last week was that this has to begin at home. At home. Anyone who has missed the message can go back to it. But this morning we want to progress in that. As we look further at how our young people can be witnesses. Because that is what they have been born for. That's what they have been destined for in the kingdom of God. They don't have to wait until they attain to certain ages to begin to be a testimony, resounding testimony for that matter, for Christ wherever they are. Hallelujah. We dealt with two very foundational issues last week. Honor for parents, obedience to parents. This morning, I want to start by reading a passage from Proverbs chapter one. Let's go to Proverbs chapter one. In the book of Proverbs chapter one, young people, if you are there, I acknowledge all the young people on the platform and those who will be listening to the message later. May the Lord bless you richly and impact you powerfully, even with this words this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I want one of the young people around to read for me Proverbs chapter 1 from verse 10. Proverbs chapter 1 from verse 10. Just read from verse 10, and I will stop you wherever I want to stop you, whoever is that young person reading. My child, if sinners entice you, turn your back on them. They may say, Come and join us. Let's hide and kill someone. Just for fun, let's ambush the innocent. Let's swallow them alive like the grave. Let's swallow them whole like those who go down the pit of death. Think of the great things we've done. We'll fill our houses with all the stuff we take. Come, throw in your lot with us. We'll all share the loot. My child, don't go along with them. Stay far away from their paths. They rush to commit evil deeds, they hurry to commit murder. If a bird sees a trap being set, it knows to stay away. But these people set an ambush for themselves. They are trying to get themselves killed. Such is the fate of all. Praise God. Thank you very much for that beautiful reading, Tommy. Thank you. My son, if sinners entice you, that goes also to daughters. 
don't consent, don't agree with them. That reading is so beautiful that I don't need to say anything much about it. Young people, there are a number of things going on around, around us. And one, one of them is enticement. Let me put it this way, in a way that all of you can understand, peer influence to do what is evil. They come with very, in very persuasive ways. But one thing said there is that don't consent, don't give your agreement to their suggestion. I hope you know that this is how gangs are formed. It's about one person influencing the other, influencing the other, let's hurt this person, let's do this, let's do that. That's how they are formed. This, I like the translation he read. It says, stay clear, stay clear. Don't even go near them. So the point we are starting with this morning is associations outside the home environment. Your association after the home environment, you need to watch it carefully. Watch your association. Very important. Choose the people you go around with very carefully. It is not everyone who, who comes around you that is going to be a positive influence on your life. Choose your friends. Relate well with everyone, but choose your friends. Is the point I'm making clear? And how do you know the ones that are not for you, the ones you cannot even dare to associate with, what they say to you? Watch what they say. What do they encourage you to do? When you go out together with them, what do they tell you? Is someone hearing me this morning? My son, when sinners entice you, don't consent. Don't buy into the ideology. You get the point I'm making? We've talked about, we've heard about issue of radicalization. And don't think it is a, it's a particular religion or something like that alone. Because this radicalization thing begin to come 
into the midst of the church of God, that children who are raised in the church of God get themselves into those groups. Are you following me? What do they tell you? What ideology are they selling to you? You get the point? Don't consent. I like that word. Should I translate it for you in my local language? It is even more powerful. Because that puts it and say, make a categorical no as your answer to them. No consideration of it at all. Young people. The point I'm making this morning, I hope someone is hearing me. What will determine the kind of people you go with? Let me give you a clue to that as we read just now. What virtues do they have? That is their character, their mode of life. What, what are they? Are they good? Are they bad? You know bad behavior. Something in your heart will tell you as a, as a, as a, as a, as a, uh, a, a young person who has come to know the Lord that that cannot be right. What virtues do they portray? Their attributes, their character. The next thing there is what are their values? That is the things they seem to esteem. The things they consider significant and important to them. What are their values? What values are they selling to you? The next thing is, what vision do they have? Where are they going? Oh, you get the point I'm making this morning, don't you? Where are they focusing? Where are they going? Do they agree with the things that you have learned of God? Amen. Turn with me quickly. So I'm just rushing through this. If you want to be wise, the scripture says, walk with wise people. Proverbs 13, verse 20. One of you to read it for me because I really want young people to be reading for me. Proverbs 13, 20. Young people, you are, you are fast. He who walks with the wise with wise men will be wise. 
but the companion, friends of fools will be destroyed. Do you get the point? If you work with wise people, you will become wise. You will learn from their wisdom. So there are people who bring positive, what we are talking about here is about, you know, companying with people who, bring, who will bring positive influence to your life. There's no point hanging around with people who don't bring any positive influence to you. I'm not saying hate them. I'm saying they cannot be your friend, your close friend you hang around with. Because whatever you do, they will influence you one way or the other. You know, it is easier for someone who is down to drag someone who is up, down. That's the way it is. Than for you to draw them up. Amen. Amen. I'm trusting the Lord that you will understand these little, little principles in Jesus' name. There are people when I was going up that immediately I see where they are going because of what I have learned from my own parents. I simply say, no, <laughs> I can't. I can't even go out with them. I, I will greet them, will talk, play in open places, just like any other person. But to make them my close, intimate friends, it will not happen. It won't even happen. Hallelujah. The scripture tells us very clearly that evil communication will corrupt good manners. Evil communication will corrupt good manners. First Corinthians chapter 15. First Corinthians chapter 15. In First Corinthians 15, the scripture has this to say. Sorry. And I think, yes, verse 33. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good manners, good habits. Awake to righteousness and do not sin. For some have not the knowledge of God. It's not everyone that has the knowledge of God. Mm. Evil communication will corrupt good manners. Do we have a simpler translation than the one I'm reading now? A simpler translation like New Living Translation, Good News? To explain that to you. The Passion. Yes. So stop fooling yourselves. Evil companions will corrupt good morals and character. Yes. Come back to your right senses and awaken to what is right. Repent from your sinful ways, for some have no knowledge of God's wonderful love. Amen. They don't have the knowledge of God's wonderful love. 
He said, come to your senses. If you're already in such kind of a group, come to your senses. They cannot be right for you. Do you get this point? Get yourself separated from them. And one of the things I, I pray for young people about is that God, let them find good friends. Let them find friends that will be of positive influence to them. Amen. Parents, don't take that lightly. Pray for them. Very, very important. They need friends. But God can help them to be within a company of people that will be of positive influence to their lives. Is this point clear this morning? Is that point clear? I can go on to another passage, but because I want to cover a lot of grounds today, I'm going to maybe just leave that at that for now. But choose your friends carefully. Your association will define who you are. Show me your friends, and I will tell you exactly who you are. Oh, are you young people hearing me this morning? Hmm. Are you getting this point we are making? The number four point I'll be making and how you can be witnesses. So if you company with good people, you, you, your, your life will be better off for it. And you will have a testimony around people. You will have testimony. Then the next point I'll be making, which will be number four point, is diligence and hard work. Be diligent and be hardworking. To be a witness, you must be diligent, you must be hardworking. Laziness is not a testimony for anyone at all. with me. Let's go to that Proverbs. You will see that I've been using Proverbs a lot in this teaching because it is loaded. Loaded. That used to be my punishment when I was young. My dad would say, we choose a passage of the, from Proverbs and say, read it for yourself. It was a big punishment for me, not, not the king. Because when I read it, something tells me, oh, but you, are not just, you have not just done what this passage is saying. Very powerful influence in righteousness. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 10. Proverbs chapter 10. In Proverbs chapter 10, oh, sorry, not there. In Proverbs chapter 10, did I, yes, I'm right. Proverbs chapter 10. In Proverbs chapter 10, one of you to read for me verse one, and then jump to 
verse um, five, verse one, and then jump to verse five. The Proverbs of Solomon. A wise child brings joy to a father. A foolish child brings grief to a mother. Um, and then verse five, a wise youth harvests in the summer. The one who sleeps during harvest is a disgrace. Can you see that? A wise son will make the father's heart glad, but the foolish one will be a grief to the heart of his mom. And what wisdom is this talk? Is he talking about there? Hard work, knowing what to do, doing what you need to do at the right time, giving yourself to what you should do at the right time. No, read verse four, maybe it puts it into, into context. Read verse four as well, please. Okay, lazy people are soon poor, hard workers get rich. Okay. So you work, you learn, you cultivate the habit of being diligent and being and learning work, good work ethics. Very important. Work while you should work. Don't play while you should be working. There's a time to play, there's a time to work. Learn it. That's wisdom. A child who falls his hand when everyone is investing, because in those days, you know, farming used to be, you know, the common one of the common uh, businesses or, or occupation. So when you see a child who should be on the field harvesting, lazing around in the house, the Bible says that is a child who brings shame because everyone will be wondering where is your child. You are working, where is your child? Sometimes we parents, we make our children lazy because we want to do everything for them. It's not right. We are not training them, we are spoiling them. You didn't get this point I'm making this morning. Proverbs 22 verse, 20, verse 29. Proverbs 22, verse 29. Proverbs 22, verse 29. Who is reading that for me? Do you see any truly competent workers? They will serve kings rather than working for ordinary people. Yes. Do you see people who are competent, who are diligent? My transition say diligent, consistently doing what they needed to do. Faithfully committed to the things that they know they need to do in building themselves and developing themselves. He said they will stand before kings. They will rise high. They will become a testimony. Can I give you examples in the Bible, young people? You know, you know Daniel? 
diligent, consistent. You know jo Joseph, diligent, consistent. These young people, Joshua also started that way as a young person. They are just diligent. They are consistent in doing what they should be doing. And God promoted them. They became a testimony. There is no testimony in laziness. That is the truth about it. It may look like, a, it, may look, it may be a fun to be lazy, but no one admires lazy people. There's a slang I've been, I've been correcting. It is not as though the word in itself is, is wrong, but the attitude with which people say it also can be a problem. I can't be bothered. When they should, you know, when, when nothing bothers you, when you can't be bothered about anything, it's, it's not a good language to use in every occasion. There are things, yes, they shouldn't bother in the sense that don't be disturbed by them. But there are things that should concern you enough to do something about. Are you following me? When you see someone, you know, about, I don't care what, it's, it's like, I don't care. Let's say it's about your grading school, so I can't be bothered. Why would you not be bothered? Work hard to get to, to, be, to be your best. I'm not saying you, you have to top the class, but make sure you do your best. Don't have a can't be bothered attitude to things that are important to your destiny. Do you get the point I'm making, young people? The language itself is not wrong in itself, but the attitude you take into it can either make you or reduce you to an average level. Because it's simply say, don't put in much effort. Whatever comes, whatever comes is whatever comes. Hmm. Do you think that was the language of Daniel? No. May the Lord give us understanding of this little thing in Jesus' name. Amen. It's a simple thing, but it's, 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 it's a very important thing. Learn to work hard. Brother Charles was reading last week from Lamentation chapter 3. Let's go there. I think it's verse 33. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 33, I guess. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Yes. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. Yes. It is good for a man. Yes, it's good to wait on God. It's good to trust God, to expect God for your help, to, for, to help you, to expect God for his salvation for you. But quickly, there's something quickly added there. Can we get that from another translation, a more modern translation of that verse 27? She read from the kind of translation I also have. I want you to understand that yoke. It is good for a young man, for any man to learn certain discipline from when they are young. Can I have a translation that puts it better? Yes, from the message. God proves to be good to the man who passionately waits, 
to the woman who diligently seeks. It's a good thing to quietly hope, quietly hope from help, for help from God. It's a good thing when you're young to stick it out through the hard times. Can you do that? Can you say that? It is good when you are young. Cultivate, develop resilience. Hallelujah. Amen. Learn to be a resilient person. Learn not to give up quickly. On a good cause, don't give up. That's when you can learn it. Those who give up quickly, even you say, oh, I'm, I'm still. No, you, whatever attribute you don't develop now, it will be difficult for you as you are growing older to cultivate it. Learn the art of resilience, not giving up, you know, being persistent when you are young. This is the time to imbibe resilience, to cultivate resilience, to develop your heart as a never giving up person in life until you achieve your aim and your goal. There will always be discouragement. There will always be things standing in your way to progress to success. But if you have the type that you know, readily gives up, you will never achieve your aim. You will never reach the destination God has for you. And discouragement in itself is, is not a bad thing. It develops you to say, no, I'm not going to give up. I know where I'm going and I'm, not, I'm, I'm going to get there. Do you get the point I'm making? Mm. You, yes, you are doing your, your best. You expect the salvation of God, the help of God, according to that message translation. But develop resilience, build resilience, build capacity in you to weather the hard times of life. Are you getting it this, this morning? Mm. That's when you have a testimony to give. Say, do you know this has happened to me before? Do you know what obstacles were in my way? But God helped me. I saw the help of God. I overcame it. Amen. That's how to be an overcomer. Mm. Do you get this point? Because we seem to be raising a generation of people who can't wait for anything. If it's not happening quick, they just give it up. They just give up. May the Lord help you. May the Lord help us in Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. It is good. It is something good to do. You know, Jesus. I don't want us to read in Mark, Mark chapter 6, verses 1 to 3. Said it was, it was being described as a carpenter, which means himself, he gave himself to working. He worked. He learned the trade of his time from his parents. Are you getting it? He wasn't lazing about. He was working. No wonder in John 5, I think verse 13, he says, my father walked up to now and I'm working. So because he had learned the, 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 the ethics of work. He said, I must work. During the daytime, before the night comes, when no one can work, 
This is your daytime, young people. Learn the art of working. It's a testimony. It gives you a testimony. May the Lord help us to know this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's move on quickly because of time. Because I think I want to just bullet point these things today and see how we go. Mm. Amen. I could read many, many verses of the scriptures about this matter. When we have time to expand on them, maybe in some of your youth meetings, I will expand on them. So would this now be number five? Five. Number five. Aspire to be exemplary. Aspire to be exemplary. Tell yourself, I'm going to be a good example. Are you following me? Aspire to be exemplary in conduct. in everything you do. I'm going to be that person who others will learn from. That's, that's what it means. Let me break it down for those who are much younger. I know the young adults are getting what I'm talking about. Be exemplary. Tell yourself others are going to learn from me. It may be in your commitment. It may be in your dedication. It may be in the way you approach things. It may be in your positive attitude to life. It may be in everything. Say, so I'm going to be an example. Don't always aim to be copycats. We don't have too many role models in our societies today. And that's the truth. And we have young people amongst us who should not despise how young they are, but you can set yourself to be, I'm going to be an example. Let me show you 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4. We learn to copy too many things these days. And our young people are, are, are more vulnerable to that. Copying things, copying things. Copying just copy, good or bad. Look at it from verse 12. Can one young person read for me from verse 12? We are going to verse 16 in a translation that is not complicated. Good news or uh, New Living Translation, all of those Simpler ones. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example wait, wait, for the believers. Taking it slowly. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Which means as a young person, there's a lot you can do. 
There is a lot of influence you can make. Don't let people look down on you. And of course, don't look down on yourself. Don't underestimate what impact your life can make on people, including adults. Go on now. But such an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Go on. Until I come and devote, and devote yourself to the public reading of scriptures, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given, given you true prophecy, prophecy when, the body of, when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Yes, is that verse 16? Oh, sorry, be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrines closely. Preserve in them because if you do, you, you save both yourself and your hearers. Amen. Amen. The young Timothy was receiving encouragement from a more elderly person, Paul. And he says, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Rather, set example. Set yourself as an example. Set yourself as an example. Do you know that that was what Daniel sought to do with his three other brothers? They just wanted to be examples for others to follow. Set yourself an example. So I want other young people to learn from my life. I want other people to be able to learn from what I've learned from God. So you see, and in what ways? He said in word, in speech, in what you say with your own mouth. In love, ability to love genuinely. In spirit, what kind of spirit do you carry? Attitude to life. In faith, in purity. Some transition we see in faithfulness, where that faith is in faithfulness. Of course, purity is holiness. Set yourself an example. Don't just buy into everything going on. That way, you'll be a great witness for Christ. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Aim for it. Desire to be an example for others. You're not getting the point we are making this morning, are you? Young people, are you, are you following me? Are you getting this point we are making this morning? Because God wants yes. to use for others. God wants to use you. He doesn't want you to just copy whatever is going on around you. Make up your mind as I'm going to be exemplary. I am going to be the example for others. That's how to be a witness. And when people then look at you, say, well, you are so different. And I just like your world. I just like the way you, you approach things. I just like it. Say, yes. Then you have a platform to tell them about your God, about Christ Jesus. Say, this is through the grace of God upon my life. You get this point I'm making? It is the grace of God upon my life.
May the Lord give us understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. Aim to be a godly example. A godly example. In your community, in your schools, in your universities, in your colleges, just be someone who is exemplary. In your appearance, in your conduct, in your behavior. It is the way to be a true witness for Christ. Unfortunately, I may have to stop here because of time so that I don't stretch us too much. And we shall continue by the grace of God next week. Amen. Let's bow down heads as we pray together. Talk to God, young people. And parents also join us in praying these prayers. Pray that the Lord will give you the wisdom to choose your friends, your close associates. Pray that God will give you wisdom from those who bring bad influence, those who will not be of positive influence to your life. Pray that God will give you wisdom on how to separate yourself from them. And pray that God will give you friends, and I'm talking about friends. You love everyone, but your friends are your friends. Pray that God will give you friends that will be of encouragement, that we value you, you value them. You have positive influence on life and society. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying everyone of, every of them will have been Christians. No, I'm not saying so. But you know, there are those ones who, you know that they have, there's a grace in them. They might not have known Christ the way you have known but you just know that there's something in them. Such acts are opened to positive life, positive living, and then your testimony can then affect them as well and bring them to the Lord Jesus. Pray for your children, your uh, parents, that they will find the right kind of people Pray against spirit of laziness. Pray against it. Pray that God will give you the right kind of attitude to walk, to your studies, to the things that you do. That's what we call the spirit of excellence, that you put in your best in everything you do. It's a it's, it's a great value when it comes to witnessing for God. And it starts from now. Have you not seen reports from teachers? They also observe this. You no, know, this person works hard in class. 
they submit their assignments on time and so on. Pray and pray. Pray that God will make you to be a good example, a good influence on others to the glory of God and as a testimony to the Christ that is in you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Have a very good day. God bless you.